Um, so my dad is so cute. He, not cute. He's like super smart and well-educated. And he emailed me all these like suggestions based on my first video that I oh. posted. Like your head was cut off and what's going on with the camera. So try to, <laughs> I'm in the frame. I'm in the shot. <laughs> right. We're, we're all learning. We're all learning about how to do this, right? Yes. Yes. Well, thank you. So this is so fun because Lisa, you and I have never actually spoken face to face. We haven't. And this is about as close to face to face as you can get in a pandemic, I guess, when you live across the country from each other. So right? I'm excited I'm in, to talk to you. I'm in Omaha and you're in Montana right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Well, yeah. I had this idea just, it would be amazing if we could bring conversations with industry professionals and other caregivers to other people that are caregiving for their loved ones at home. And you have such an awesome background and are doing such great work in the world. And I would love some basic, I just want to talk about some basic how to set people up for success in their home. So why don't we start with just you introducing yourself, telling us who you are, your background, and what you're doing. Uh -huh. Yeah. Well, thanks for inviting me to chat with you. I think you and I both have a love for story and um, helping people age well. And that's, that's how you and I got connected. Um, I'm Lisa Hamilton. Um, my background is, um, my professional background is I'm a physical therapist. I'm also a daughter caregiving for aging parents. Um, I'm a mother caregiving for adult children who are yeah. launching themselves in the world. Yeah. Um, and I'm really passionate about helping um, older adults create a second act in their life that, that's amazing. So that's filled with connection and good health and, you know, a zest. Um, so that, that's kind of where my path has led me um, of recent. Um, so it's great you and I connected because we share that passion for um, kind of helping older adults really thrive. And so, and, and not just thrive, we want them to flourish. We want, we want people to um, really be able to live the life that they want on their terms. And so, you know, it comes from a place of experience as well as a place of really wanting to, you know, help people um, just be amazing. So yeah. Help them be Amazing. Um, one of the things I've been working on that you and I have talked about is something that I that just came to me one night, and I'm calling it the Longevity Project. And to me, it's really about how to bring together all of these pillars of aging: you know, good health, connection, purpose, um, creativity. Um, you know, and how to how to bring all those things together again to create sort of this um, this life filled with zest. So that's what I'm all about. And part of that is, is helping educate people on how to stay home, stay in place, age in place, mm -hmm. um, how to help caregivers, you know, set themselves up um, for success, both physically and emotionally, as you are doing. Um, so I'm excited to talk to you today about some tips and tricks maybe for success um, being at home. I um, practiced in home health physical therapy for many, many years. And so doing that, I was really able to see um, kind of the best and the worst of situations, if you will, yeah. uh, of how people um, managed or mismanaged um, caregiving for a loved one, 
now at home. So um, I'm happy to talk to you about that today. That's great. And your work in with the Longevity Project, we're mm-hmm. all aging all the time. Yeah, right. So it's not just about necessarily the, the parent that you're caregiving for or the senior that um, needs to focus on those pillars. It's really all of us. You're absolutely right, Michelle. I mean, it's all of us at any age, right? How can we, how can we help guide our children and our adult children to be, you know, thriving adults? Um, so they're set up for the best possible success. And and you're right. At any age, you know, what are the things that we can be um, working on in order to set ourselves up for, um, you know, a really healthy, long-term, long life? that's, that's um, happy and filled with all the good things that we want. So, well, and I think it's hard for people to wrap their heads around the future because there are so many unknowns, especially with aging. And um, we know there are certain things that are within our control, which you and I love to help people kind of beef those tools up. And then there's many factors that are out of our control, but just having that sense that um, there are so many things we can be doing but we have to start talking about it. Like we have to start embracing it and talking about it and, and planning a little bit and looking ahead. Right. I've, I've had um, some older people say to me, you know, gosh, if I knew I was going to live this long, I would have done things a little differently. I would have taken care of myself and, or I wish I would have been able to do this. And so I think we can take those experiences and, and, as you said, at any age, say, look, you know, your future self, your present self, but your future self is going to thank you. And sometimes, you know, when we, it it seems so far away, um, sometimes just hearing stories of other people and how they've been successful or not successful can, can just be an example of, um, you know, what maybe we can look at in our own lives. Absolutely. As a primary caregiver for seven years for both of my grandmothers, it led me to work in senior living and I've been in senior living for over six years. And I totally agree with you. Like I, cause I'm in a, a nursing home environment right now. And there's 90 year olds who said, who say I never would have thought I'd be here. Mm-hmm. And how can we make sure um, that we're, we're set up for success? Right. So right. for people that are caring for someone at home, just your, all those years of experience in home health, what are some of the things that you saw pretty like patterns or things that were consistent? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so you and I talked about this, this is maybe part one of our chats about things that you can do at home and ways to help be a better caregiver as well as um, you know, safety. And so today I want to kind of focus on more of the, um, kind of home safety, logistical things related to that. Because um, as a physical therapist, one of the things I would see is um, quality of life declining because of falls. And so okay. that's really a big thing um, in the home, especially because a lot of times our homes aren't set up for, you know, optimally for people to be safe. And so as a caregiver, um, I feel like it's kind of the responsibility to make sure that the person you're caregiving for, you know, is set up, you know, with the best possible situation from a safety standpoint. So if we look at just home environment, you know, it seems, I mean, to me, I've been doing this a long time. So in, in some ways to me, it seems intuitive, but perhaps it's not about how to, how to make the environment um, safe and friendly for 
or an aging parent, or I mean, even if you're in a, uh, assisted living or independent living, like how to have the best setup um, just from a safety standpoint. So let's talk a little bit about that first, because I'm sure you see that too, and you saw that in, in, your, in your grandparents as well. Sure. Yeah. Well, and it's because um, not all the time, but sometimes people are using assistive devices like canes or walkers. So, so how can at-home caregivers just, if they're just sitting in their living room and looking around, yeah, like yeah. what are some, what's some low-hanging fruit that they could yeah. be looking at? That's a great way to look at it because there's some really simple things that don't cost any money. You can just um, do them in the next you know, 20 minutes and make a big difference in somebody's um, ability to stay safe and, you know, to prevent falls. So one of them, and, and let me, let me back up a little bit. The caveat is it's really hard to go into somebody's home and make a bunch of changes. And so I think yeah. as caregivers, we have to be really sensitive to, you know, like we want the best for the people that we love and that we're caring for. Um, and we want them to be safe and all of that. And they're, many times feeling a loss of independence and a loss of their environment. And so I, I guess the, the caveat to this is, um, you know, doing it from a place of compassion and a place of love and safety, um, but recognizing that changing somebody's environment can be stressful. Yeah. Uh, especially if you've lived in a somewhere for many, many years and you have all your things just exactly where you like them. Right. Um, yeah. That's that's there's a control thing about that. And I don't mean control in a in a bad way, but but when you're um, maybe having some health issues or you know balance or falls and and anything that the reason why you're getting care from somebody else um, sometimes controlling our environment is really the last piece that aging adults have. And so right. you have to tread a little bit lightly when you go into somebody's house and want to change things around. That's so smart. So, Cause like, if you came yeah. into my home and said, Hey, I need you, instead of keeping your car keys here, I need you to keep your car keys in this different spot. Right. I'd be like, what? You're like, what? I'm not That's where I kept them for like the last 25 years. So right. exactly. So, yeah. so Kind of really easy things that I see used to see all the time um, is throw rugs, mm. right? And and I think we think that they make things homey and they make things soft and all of that, but they're just a hazard waiting to happen. And so um, even with my own mother, who's um, independent, when I was at her house last time, she had this old bath mat that didn't have any skid things on it, but it was on the stair that was leaving her house going into the garage. And so it was just, yes. I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, I mean, I almost tripped on it a few times. And yeah. so removing removing things like that, like, you know, throw rugs in the kitchen, if you have wood floors or something like that, things in the entry that maybe, you know, are a, a edge or something that could be caught from, know a walker or a cane or even even a, a foot if perhaps there's weakness and people aren't walking as well as um, they need to or to be able to pick their feet up so removing some of those like hazards on the floor is a really easy way to do that and and that can be traumatic too because that's kind of changing that environment so um, tread lightly on that one but that's yeah. a really easy way to just make the surfaces a little more consistent so it's not a tripping hazard. And I'm going to tell you that I regularly at some of the um, senior networking meetings that I go to here, 
there's a representative from the fire department and that is his number one thing that he really encourages us, all of us that are working with seniors to promote within the home is to get rid of the throw rug. So we were trying to figure out, is there a certain tape we could like tape down the throw rugs so we get to keep the throw rugs? With the, the, and like, right. he, he just, we couldn't come up with it. We couldn't come up with it. So, I mean, right. really just removing the throw rugs totally makes sense. Removing the throw rugs and things even in bathrooms, like bath mats and that sort of thing are, are important, but you think, you know, people, I don't know if people still do this. Some people probably do, you know, do you remember those little bath mat things that went around the toilet and they had a little cutout and then there's like the toilet lid cover. They all match. Matching. It was matching, yes. right? It was kind of fuzzy and all of yes. that. And so, you know, that can be a traumatic thing to say, we need to get rid of these things. So um, in the bathroom, sometimes a non-skid bath mat can be a good thing when getting out of the shower out of the bath because tile floors are slippery. So just making sure that they have some sort of grippy things on the bottom. Okay. So they can't slide yeah. would be important, but you're right. You know, taping things down, mm, you know, then you've got another lip for somebody to catch on the tape. And yeah. it's interesting because sometimes I've, I've met with resistance in removing throw rugs in the beginning because people's body and their mind learn in their home like where things are so even if your vision is low or if you have some mobility issues you kind of know your body knows that oh i have to step a little higher to get over this this ledge or something like that so when you change that it can be a little um unnerving for people so sure. it takes time, it takes it takes time. time. throw rugs it's good to hear that the fire department is <laughs> saying the same thing so kind of along that lines is lighting is really important. Um, so making sure that you have some like night lights and I like the motion controlled night lights if somebody doesn't want a light left on all night. So there are some nice ones out there that you can plug in in the hallway or in the bedroom. So if somebody wants to get up in the night to use the bathroom, having some sort of lighted pathway can help prevent falls and keep, keep that safety um, in mind. So um, something that I did with my mother too is to make sure that there's light switches kind of in multiple places. And a lot of times homes will have, you know, those two-way switches where you can yes. turn on in one place and off in the other. So like, especially if somebody's getting into bed and they have to turn the light off across the room, that can be a, a hazard as well. So just lighting is a really big issue um, because as you know, our vision tends to decline and um, low light we don't see as well. So making sure that you have adequate lighting. So good. Yeah, yeah. So other things, gosh, that you can do. Um, it kind of goes like the throw rugs, but it's really making sure that there's clear pathways. Mm. Um, if you've been in homes where people have accumulated things for 40, 50, 60 years, there can be a lot of stuff in a home. So right. making sure there's clear pathways, that if there's using an assistive device like a walker or a cane, that there's enough room between furniture to have a clear pathway. I've seen people have to turn their walkers sideways and kind of sidestep through. Oh, wow, and, yeah. You know, avoid plants, and I have my plant here. Yeah. And, you know, stacks of papers and things like that. So, um, you know, trying to make sure that there's enough space Sometimes that means removing some big pieces of furniture or, you know, pushing things away from the center of the room into the perimeter. So there's just enough room to get around, um, especially if they're using some type of device. 
That's so good. So even just like taking the walker, going to the pathway and just setting it down to visually yeah. see what, what do we need to move yes. um, so that yeah. mom can get through. Yes. And I think that, you know, um, when we're looking at it as a caregiver, sometimes we think, well, this is not a big deal. And I was thinking about my father who's recently in an assisted living and um, the, it, the room was pretty small and we had his bed and we had his nightstand and we created this clear pathway to the bathroom because he's using a walker now. And there was a little less room on one side of the bed and we had it all set up for him and he came in the room. And he's like, well, that's not going to work. I said, well, why? It's you get in the bed here and out yeah. of the bed and go to the bathroom over here. And he's like, I don't sleep on that side of the bed. Oh my gosh. So it was like, oh, Right. Okay. And so in, in my mind, my brothers might be like, well, can't you just sleep on the other side of the bed? And no, I mean, that's a big change. If you've yeah. been sleeping on one side of the bed and your, your body is programmed to get out on that side. And so we had to change things around again. But then that was a pretty simple solution, though. So he could be comfortable. We didn't change everything. Right. Uh, and then he could be safe and he could have enough room to maneuver around know to get to where he needed to go so so it's really talking to the person that you're assisting with or um caregiving for or just watching their patterns and like how do they operate and then trying uh, to accommodate the environment to what they need yes and i think that the, the one of the biggest things i see is um not involving the person that you love and care about in their own care and in their own plan right mm. just i mean I've seen caregivers go in and completely redo homes and move things. And then their loved one comes back and says, oh my gosh, what did you do? Like, I, I didn't, I don't like this. Or I, you know, I want to be involved in the decision-making. And so because we tend to lose that control um, when our physical self declines in aging years, or, or that's certainly a possibility, you know, making sure that you're really involving that person in the changes that you're making. And so they can be, you know, on board with that, or at least, at least it's not a surprise then. So. Right. Well, yeah. and as a caregiver, like our intentions are so good and we're coming from a pure heart and wanting to be helpful, wanting to set them up for success, mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes ultimately we know that it'll create less work for us in the long run. Right. Because right there will, there will not be a fall. And we all know that if there's a fall, it's like starts that spiral of the hospital stay and the rehab. So it's right. like the intentions are so good. Yes, they are. they are. And, and getting, and you're right. And you and I are going to have some further conversations another time about, you know, caregiving the caregiver, right? What yes. things do to take care of ourselves in order to be um, it's kind of like putting that oxygen mask on for yourself before you take care of somebody else. And that, that's a bigger conversation, but you're right. You know, I think it comes from a place of pure heart. We want to you know, make things safe, but that, and that's for the, you know, the person we're caregiving's benefit, but for ours as well, right? Because the, the stronger and safer and all of that, that somebody can be, then you're right. It does make things easier. So it's a, it's a win-win perhaps for both, but it, but it takes time to kind of ease into that. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, lighting, throw rugs, the other thing, um, you know, pets can be an issue. Mm -hmm. So um, not that I'm advocating that, that somebody get rid of a pet, but 
pets are a big fall risk, mm. uh, or they can be, especially if somebody's using an assistive device for the first time or it's new to them and a pet's kind of confused about that. Um, so being cognizant of um, the environment in that way too. Um, pets are wonderful for um, lots of good reasons, but um, just making sure that, that the pets can be adjusted to a new environment as well if you're right. changing around. So. so like the food and water bowl are not maybe front and center in the kitchen, exactly. but maybe they're in a different spot. Exactly. Okay. So all those things. And that's where I think our loved ones depend on us as caregivers because we can kind of have that um, that eagle view, if you will, or, you know, or the bird's eye view, where we're hovering sort of above and we can look around the environment and kind of see things that maybe our loved ones can't see anymore because they've been in that environment so long, you don't even notice things. Right, right? totally. It just is normal. And so just, just being mindful of the gentle adjustments um, in order to make things you know, safer for everyone. I think this has been so helpful. I think that people are going to get some some solid tips, foundational things that they can do in their home. Do you have any other last minute things? Last or? minute things. Gosh, um, so many things that you and I will be talking about. Yes, we're going to be talking about just some basic tools that people can be using in their home that could be helpful. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk a lot about the caregiver care. Um, we'll, that'll be another another episode another episode. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, just surveying the physical environment, you know, I know you're going to have somebody to talk about adaptive equipment, maybe modifying bathrooms. So that's a big thing to make sure that because we use the bathroom obviously multiple times during the day. So looking at that as far as grab bars and, you know, height of toilets and just having things um, so they're accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, even in the environment, you know, we talked about simple things like throw rugs and lighting, but when you get into a little more home modification, you know, some, some easy things to think about are railings, making sure many houses just have a railing on one side, sometimes a double railing can be really helpful. Um, even on surfaces like stairs, if they're not carpeted, if they're slippery, that you can get some like little grippy strips that you can put on them that mm. just allow it, the stair not to be so slippery. The stairs are often kind of a, a source of um, hazard for people. Right. Um, and just, just kind of going into somebody's home with an eye of like, what would it be like for me? if I couldn't walk very well, or if my vision was poor, and you start to see things, if you will, with new eyes, right, just from the minute you walk in the front door, I'm thinking, oh gosh, this step's kind of high to go in, or there's a little lip here that if I didn't know it was there, maybe I would trip on that. So just, you know, trying to look at it from the um, person's perspective, and how you might approach that, you know, if it were yourself. So Yeah, well, and hopefully it makes the care, caregiver role a little bit easier in the long run. Because like you yeah. said, it's back to that quality of life and preventing falls, which right. can really impact that. Well, yeah. I love the work that you're doing. You and I can talk about yeah. this forever. Yes. Um, it's, so, it's so great because, you know, we both share this passion for, like you said, of all ages, like how it almost feels like a like a movement, if you will. Yes. Right? How do we how do we just catch people at any age to to really be aware of, you know, we, we're all aging every day. We get we get one day older every day. Yeah. How do we how do we move through our our life and our our 
process, if you will, you know, in the most vibrant way, because there's so many things that we can control in a time where we feel out of control, you know, especially with where we're at mm -hmm. in the world today, there's so many things that we can impact, you know, with our mindset and just being aware of our choices that we make with, you know, exercise and, and nutrition and so many things. So yeah. um, it's, it's, it's our it's our movement together. It's our movement. We're trying to save the world from yeah. one person at a time. <laughs> How do people reach you? How do they find you? You can find me. Um, you can email me. Um, I don't know if you want to put that in kind of your link there. Sure. So you email me. I'm on Facebook. We can shoot the link to there. Um, I'm working with people one on one who want to um, kind of look at their own aging pathway. And maybe there's a pillar that you'd like a little help um, coming up with some strategies to live your own best vibrant life. So, um, I'm the longevity project and I am going to be hosting a webinar in September. Ooh. I can talk about that. I'm nice. um, called the art of living. So, um, I'm excited about that and, um, I can't wait to talk to you again about all, all these things, all this goodness. Well, thank you. Thank you so much You're for so your welcome. time. You're so welcome. Have a good day. Thank you. you. I hope this was helpful to somebody out there if we just one person we prevent a fall by getting rid of that throw rug yeah or making sure we have better lighting that's what we're all about that's right all yeah. right well we'll talk to you again soon sounds great michelle have an awesome day you too bye right. bye, -bye.